Hey everyone, it's Joe Batanz from Rulaska Thoughts. Uh, here to introduce, this episode's uh, recorded in two different parts. So you're going to get a segment with Haley Sklens and me as we discuss the looks from episode three of RuPaul's Drag Race season 12. Uh, the category is buttons and bows. And then immediately following that, it's about 45 minutes long, you'll hear a beep. And then it's Lori Roggenkamp and me. And Lori Roggenkamp is going to take me to improv school and teach me about the... The different kinds of improv, but she's also, we're going to discuss in detail each of the different sketches and what she saw as the strengths and, and weaknesses of each sketch. So once again, uh, the looks followed by the improv sketches, two different interviews put together in one episode, separated by a beep. Please enjoy the show. Aha, there we go. The first up is Jada Essence Hall. Tell us about, take me to school here. Since since we're doing online school, Haley, take me to school and what right. Jada Essence Hall is wearing. Okay. Um, Jada Essence Hall is wearing a fitted mermaid style gown, mm-hmm. um, kind of like a little scoochy fit. And she has big um, bows on her shoulders and um, in her hair, and she has an ombre button detail on her waist. Wait, 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 wait. On her waist, on the front side? Let me see. Yeah, there's like these ombre buttons what in the center. What is ombre? Like a ombre ma- is like a color fade. Oh, okay. So I paused it right here. So you're saying that I'm, I'm, and I'm, can you guys see the arrow I have right here too? Can you see my arrow that I have in the screen or no? no? I can. You can or can't, Haley? I can. Okay, so you see where the arrow's in the dark, and then it goes to light and fades out all the way over here. That's called ombre? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and ombre is a fade to... It can be fade from light to dark or fade from color to color, okay. but uh, yeah, that's an ombre. All right. Does that have to go in a certain pattern? Um, No, it's just like a gradual fade so that it looks you know, natural, doesn't like jump or anything like that. But I mean, it can be like horizontal or vertical or like, I guess you can do circles or shapes in it. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, just all like right. a gradient. All right. Okay, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. There. I just want to know what that was. Okay, no. ombre. All right. Yeah. Um, that's what I have to say about the construction of it. There's some beautiful V detailing in the back, the way that it's constructed there. It's a really well-constructed garment. I don't think that it stands out as one of the looks from this week that we'll remember. Uh-huh. But, I mean, Jada, she looks beautiful. She looks like a black Barbie. So you're taking the, um, the V right here, back here. Yeah. That, and this, you can see there's more button detailing, but it's just really beautiful the way it's cut like that. Mm-hmm. And then the way the gown itself, like, comes in around her hips yeah. and comes out there. So it's just a really beautiful, elongating shape all right sounds good all right okay and what, what, what what do you what do you give this there uh Haley? um i would give it a two it's beautiful okay let's jump to the next queen that's gonna be uh adalia sin uh I hate, I hate that i have to keep doing this over and over again okay and uh dahlia sin is jump jumping hopping right in tell us about this outfit uh Haley. Okay, so she has a corseted mini dress that's um, lavender and aquamarine. Um, she has these crafted bunny ears and a bow around her neck. And then there's all this detailing of buttons and bows and little bits and bobs um, from head to toe. And she's wearing a beautiful um, satin pump. Mm-hmm. You know, now, what are your thoughts on this look? I'm curious to know your personal opinion. Right. Um, I, I liked this look. My mom and I were fighting about it. Um, something about the way the gown is constructed. It looks like it was a longer gown that she had found and then like pinned it up in the back. So it's like not perfectly constructed in that way, but I feel like the colors are beautiful. The textures and the layers of the different things that are put onto it is really beautiful. Mm -hmm. The way the bunny ears are kind of, I don't know. Um, like spindly is strange. It's like kind of like pastel Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. So I was really feeling this one. What did you think about it? Yeah, this might be the first time so far, Haley, that I have a strong disagreement with you. I think it looks okay. super cheap and like not well put together. Uh, it look now. Here's the deal. This is how I am with girls too. I hate to say it. Where like I can tell a stunning female. And I can tell a disgusting female, but in the middle, I I can't anything. I don't know, right? Sure, sure. Right? Okay. Same thing with the outfits on this show. So I can tell amazing ones where I'm like, oh, 
when I could be like, ugh, right? And this yeah. is an ugh for me. I was like, really? Like, to me, just on the outfit, it looked, I guess I would love for you to tell me, like, it doesn't look cheap and, like, not well put together to you. It looks really low rent. Okay, I feel like the color choice is expensive because oh, really? they're very unique tones. Okay. And I think the way she layered up the fix-ins are, look expensive to me, but I, yeah, it's really poorly constructed. It's like pinned up in the back in a really weird way. Yeah. And yeah, the fit of the gown isn't quite right. She has like no bust line. So no, I agree with you that it's poorly made. Do you think maybe, and I hate to be the treating you like a, a guy, even though I know you know gender doesn't exist, but <laughs> you're a little um, biased because you love her so much as a boy? I mean, maybe. I do think she's a really sexy boy, so mm. I could maybe be being swayed. I also, I don't know, I think I just may also be partial to these colors. Like, these colors really speak to me. So it could also, you know, if it was, like, bright orange, I'd be like, this is hideous, and I cannot stand it. So it also could be the color. Producer Luke Stamen says it looks like it was constructed in the workroom in one hour. It probably was. <laughs> it probably was. It does kind of look like that. All right. Well, let's, and so you're giving us a tutor or a boot. Um, personally, I personally. think it's still suit. All right. Look, look, this is what, what this is why we're here. Okay. If we all have the same opinion, yeah. this wouldn't be good. Yeah, we wouldn't be good at all. All right. Next, we have Rock M. Sakura uh, <laughs> coming down the runway. Tell us about this look, uh, Haley. So she has a full skirt, full sleeve, and a white panel down the center of her blue gingham dress. Mm-hmm. Um has bunny ears and a bow on top of her long textured blonde wig, which mm-hmm. has bows sewn all throughout the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she has a little black and white shoe. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, what, what were your thoughts on this? This was one of my favorites. Oh, really? Tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of anime, but Lord knows I've talked and dated enough people who do. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's and like I feel like what I see from anime is like there's really an element of fairy tale in it. Like there's like horror anime, there's anime of all genre, but I feel like this kind of more speaks to like the um anime that's marketed at women and also like the kind of um fantasy aspect. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate um that way that it's done. And um, my mom is a huge Alice in Wonderland um, fan. Like she has like a lot of collectibles and stuff like that. So I feel like I grew up with Alice in Wonderland. And so I connect to the character and I thought it like had a lot of good references in it. Like the way she's the white rabbit and she's also Alice. Like it's just kind of like an homage to the movie in general. Oh, I Um, see. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting character play in that Mm -hmm. way. And I think it's dramatic. Like, the hair is beautiful. The buttons and the makeup is stunning. I wish I thought of that idea myself. Because mm-hmm. um, Lord knows we have enough buttons and sewing fixings in my house in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love um, gingham and bows and really frilly stuff. So mm-hmm. this speaks to me. Yeah, I loved this look. All right. You know, it seemed... I, I don't... I, I want to make it clear here. I don't think... Uh, she was channeling Trixie Mattel or trying to copy Trixie Mattel. But I could see yeah. Trixie Mattel in an outfit like this. Maybe it's the makeup or something, yeah. but it did have a Trixie Mattel feel to it. Yeah. Also, the way the body is done is very Trixie. Yeah. And Trixie always has like a neckline right up to here because mm-hmm. um, she's covering her massive breastplate. So I do see Trixie Mattel in this look. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with comparing this makeup style to Trixie because it very obviously is Trixie. Mm-hmm. But I think like the one thing about it is like, didn't we learn that Trixie got that makeup from Kim Chi? Oh, did like she? her? Yeah, like Kim Chi like taught her how to do makeup and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I kind of feel like re- the real originator of this look is probably Kim. Oh well, there you go. Tips, uh, uh, an insight from Haley Sklans. And so, what is a toot or a boot there, Haley? Um, it's a toot. Loved it. Oh, what did right. wait? What did you think, Joe? See, that, that's one of those ones in the middle that I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, and uh, I want to talk about this next one. I'm very interested in this next one, actually. Um, okay, because there was a little bit. And I wouldn't call it controversy at all. One person said something, and uh, I laughed. Um, not because it was funny, but because the person's an idiot. Uh, okay, <laughs> next coming down the runway is Jan. Tell us about Jan and what she's wearing there, Haley. Okay. Just Jan is wearing a voodoo doll inspired look with a mask tearaway and a skirt tearaway. Um, it's all this um, burlap sort of fabric with buttoning and um, peekaboos that have seaming and um, stitching in it. 
she also has a large bow uh, as her headpiece. Mm-hmm. And um, blue and white, or I mean, blue and red mixed match makeup. Okay. Uh, what did you think of the look? It's very Dragula, I will say that. You could see this on Dragula. Yeah, yeah that's what I think about it. I think it's very Dracula. Um, okay, I'm going to start off with the positive things that I really like about it. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully put together, beautifully constructed. The fabric, like this burlap fabric is so stunning to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a unique choice. I feel like we don't really see sort of like raw earthy fabrics on drag race like this. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's really unique in that way. Um, the proportions are right. I loved it with the face mask on. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so stunning. Yeah. And um, it fits her really well for such a like um stark uh no it's like starchy um fabric like such yeah. a stiff fabric mm-hmm. um i agree that it's very dracula and as someone who's like been alternative like almost their whole life to me i kind of it felt like she's a poser oh you did you thought, <laughs> like, you thought of it as a poser interesting yeah because like jan is like i can do everything like i'm a beauty queen and i'm a fashion queen and i'm a spooky queen but like to me i'm like no like she's trying so hard to be everything when I just, I really want to know like what, what, who's Jan? Yeah. Like other than a perfect drag race contestant, like who is Jan? And so it kind of felt like disingenuous to me to have like a horror look. Cause like, I don't know. I think everyone can dibble and dabble in horror. And like we saw in the, like the Halloween episode that everyone can turn out something spooky, but just kind of the like presentation of it. Like it didn't have that drag of the walk or the performance of a horror queen. Mm-hmm. And so it just felt like fake to me. But it's a beautiful look. Obviously, it's so well put together. And I celebrate Jan wanting to bring alternative looks to Drag Race. Mm-hmm. But to me, I was just like, fake. Because <laughs> I'm know, a bitch. What did you think of uh, season one, not, uh, not today, Loris claiming that she right. stole the look from her? Um, it is very Loris. Mm-hmm. But could you like, say it's 100%. also very Monarchy Shame and very Yavska? And Bitch Pudding and Apora. Mm-hmm. It's like all mm-hmm. the Dragula girls have done the look kind of like this. Mm-hmm. So it's new to the Drag Race audience. Yeah. And I applaud her for that. It's new to the most of the people who are watching the show. Because like Dragula has such a smaller base. So you give it a toot or a boot? I, it's still a toot. It's very, very beautiful. All right. Very good. Let's move on to the next queen. We have Heidi in closet. I'm gonna have to take a whole bunch of steps for me to get there. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's Heidi in closet. Tell us about Heidi in closet here, uh, Hayes Glams. Okay, she's wearing a primary color palette um, ensemble with a yellow sequin top and red sequin skirt. Um, there's a black bolero jacket and a big blue bow. And then she has her Pinocchio nose and her red feathered fascinator. And then there's like a little gimmick in the back where she pulls it up and there's like a little hatch that unfolds with some buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, easy access. Mm-hmm. Oh, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like that you say buttons, you know. Buttons? Buttons. Uh, what, what did you think of this? What were your thoughts on Heidi and Closet's look? I loved it. It was adorable. It was so charming. Mm-hmm. I, I could not have been more in, like in love with her in this moment um i thought the wig was a little ratty but that was the only thing that i could have pictured differently about it like the silhouette on her is beautiful and like i kind of love how we're seeing that heidi like might kind of be a comedy queen like she's like a personality queen like heidi's one of those queens who she's about charisma Mm -hmm. and i love someone who's not afraid to look silly and i just thought this was really charming and unpredictable Toot or boot? Toot. All right. Very good. All right. Next down the runway, we have, I think I feel like you're going to have a lot to say about this one. Uh, we have uh, Miss Gigi Good uh, looking quite beautiful, which is so funny. Like, st- season starting, I was just like, yeah, she's not doing it for me. But she's not, not in terms of like the race, but more in terms of like me wanting to have sex with her. Uh, but now yeah. she's uh, winning me over. What are your thoughts here, uh, Haley Sklans? Out of drag, I personally think she looks like a praying mantis. Yeah. She doesn't be the same feels that Dahlia mm-hmm. does, but yeah. I don't judge. You know, everyone has different. No, no, taste. I agree with you. The only thing I, time I like when she wore glasses because it shrunk, it shrunk <laughs> the eyes like normal size. It's true. Glasses yeah. are almost like male makeup. Um, 
even though makeup is for men, whatever. Okay, Gigi's look. So she's wearing a low V-cut long sleeve mini dress Mm -hmm. with two luggage. And it's a monochromatic look, all um, orange, bright orange. Mm -hmm. And she's wearing thigh high boots. Yeah. Um, Fashion Can Drag did a post about this today. Obviously, I could do my own research, but why would I when it comes up on my Instagram feed so easily? Mm -hmm. Um, But so... um, Mason Margella, who's a couture designer, he did a suit that was covered in buttons. And like, he has a very famous piece where he made like a butcher cape into a dress. And then he made like a vintage wedding dress into like little jackets. And so he's very about like transforming found material. So you can see the inspiration in this, um, the way she transformed all these found buttons into this um, elaborate high fashion look. Okay. Um, Gigi always does look like a Barbie to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about this is like 70s Barbie like when I was a kid I loved going on to eBay and just looking at vintage Barbie dolls mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure all the young gays had the same thing that they like to do because that's pretty much a beautiful pastime on the internet yeah. Um, yeah I know this was Taylor's favorite look um, to me I was like this is stunning but it didn't um, like blow me out of my seat the way mm-hmm. that um, Taylor seemed to love it no shade to Taylor um, all the maybe I'm not all, all the shades to Taylor mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, maybe I'm like also not partial to this color, like kind of primary, like, um, like bright basic hues are like not something that interests me in that way. Okay. Um, my mom and I had a fight over the monochromatic. I think what's really strong about the monochromatic is the way that it kind of unites all these disparate materials. Mm -hmm. Like it becomes the illusion of fabric because it's all the same color and you have all these different shades of orange that come in together to like one hue, which is really beautiful. And, um, I think there is something about this color that like um, evokes like high fashion um, from like, you know, yesteryear. So I really enjoyed that. All right. Well, Tudor boot. It's a toot. It's beautifully made. No boots so far. What is going on? I want some boots. That's a good one. What did you think of Gigi's? Oh, I loved it. It was my favorite. Yeah. But it didn't blow me in the way like Taylor. If, look, here, here's, a, here's a simple rule for Taylor. If it has a lot of color, it doesn't matter how fucking tacky it is. If it has a lot of color, he's going to like it. Yeah. Um, so. yeah. Knows what he wants. Yeah. All right. Next down the runway is Jackie Cox. What were your thoughts on this uh, look here, Haley? <sighs> yeah. Oof. I think I might agree Oof. with you. Um. Okay. So she's wearing... I should have Googled what century this is. It's the 1800s, it could, I assume. It could be early 1900s. Uh, could be late 1800s. That weird like crossover, but yeah. Yeah, it's turn of the century. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, uh, a full skirt dress with full embellished sleeves. It's mm-hmm. bright pink and fluorescent yellow. Mm-hmm. And to me, um, the color choice is really one of the first things where this one goes off the rails. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the ideas that she was like, I want to make a historical reference about buttons and fashion going for mm-hmm. the pearlies. Mm-hmm. I think like hats off to you about that. But I think if you're going to bring in that reference, you kind of have to stay true to what it was. And like my mom and I were talking about like the pearlies always had it on like black or Navy or like a dark mm-hmm. color. Mm-hmm. So the white buttons really stand out. Yeah. And like the textile is sort of made through the buttons. Like the buttons are like in elaborate patterns or they spell out your hometown. And so like really what should shine about the piece are the pearl buttons. And I think you don't really even notice the pearl buttons because you have these crazy, batshit crazy colors in your face. Mm-hmm. Also the material is like not, um, the most like high quality, like that's, there was a theme for a couple of these looks, mm-hmm. but you know, the drag queens like either you have a really simple silhouette in really expensive fabric because it's all you can afford, or you can make something really crazy with a dollar a yard fabric. So I understand why you're going in how that direction. How can you tell it's not expensive? It looks like all shiny, which to me means because th- that's how I relate uh, expensive is shiny, but it lo- how think- can you tell it's not uh, expensive? I feel like if it's shiny, then you know, it's cheap. I oh, mean, Oh, interesting. We, my mom and I were talking about what fabric it is to me. It looks like lycra. Like, it looks like swimsuit. Like, weird 2000 swimsuit material. Like, it's kind of, like, iridescent. I just, I think it looks like Joanne's fabric. Mm-hmm. I think the fabric is really what's dumbing it down for me. Because, like, imagine if it was, I can just picture it in black. Like, how beautiful the dress was black. And mm-hmm. then all the buttons 
we're all over. Mm-hmm. I really feel like where it goes wrong are these colors, even if like, cause they're just um, such loud colors and they have such a weird clash. And usually mm-hmm. that's something I enjoy, but I really think like that was the main thing that made it go off the rails and look costumey, quote unquote. Oh, it does look costumey. What, what did Taylor think of this outfit? Yeah. I, I hate to say that I don't remember because of course I religiously watched your show and I love it. Um, I really did enjoy the main episode this week. It was a great episode. Oh, thank you. Welcome. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of feel like Taylor would like these colors. <laughs> I know. That's what I, was, that's what I wanted to know, but I don't remember. Uh, I, I hate yeah. this outfit. This is my boot of the week. Is there a boot of the week? Like, I hate it. Even though it's better constructed, I hate it more than um, Dahlia's. I think it's an awful. Yeah. I just, it, it repulses me in every way. There's nothing here that doesn't repulse me. I find I it repulsive. It, it looks like I'm like watching some sort of like 1970s uh, like variety show special on TV. I'm, I'm expecting like Henry Winkler to come out of the back. I know who, you don't know who that is, right? And uh, you know, and and huh? Isn't that the Fonz? It is. Whoa! I'm cultured. I'm okay. cultured. All right, that's why I'm actually very, very impressed there, Haley. All right, uh, Tudor boot. Oh, it's a boot. It's horrible. Oh, it's awful. nauseating. It's, it's nauseating. It really is. It's like... It, it feels like it's the fashion equivalent of drinking um, like a very sweet soda and candy, eating candy at the same time. That's exactly... I just threw up in my mouth a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I know. It's disgusting. All right. Here yeah. we go. The next... Who is the next one? Oh, Widow Von Du. All right. The Widow Von Du. Uh, tell us about this outfit, uh, Haley. Iconic, show-stopping, legendary, loved it. Whatever the rest of that Lady Gaga quote is, that's how I feel about it. Oh, tell me why you loved it. Teach, teach me. I don't hate it, but tell me you, why you love it. I absolutely loved it. It was the most hilarious, innovative thing I've ever seen in my life. And I loved wait, wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. It's the most hilarious, innovative thing you've ever. I'm looking at it right now. I, why do you tell me why you think that? Okay. Okay. I'll describe it and then I'll go into my opinions. So she's, um, it's it's so not gendered in the way that it is. Mm -hmm. So anyways, she has on a suit jacket that's um, like a light pink and dark maroon pant. She has a long pointed dunce cap covered Mm -hmm. in bow um buttons. And there's a large bow in the front, a large bow in the back. And then her um, shoes have big, button bows on it she has her makeup there's a little white square around her eye which Mm -hmm. is colorful eye makeup and then she has a large elongated unibrow and a bright blue lip okay i think what was so stunning about this is just like the androgyny of it and the like like such weird choices like these two colors are so strange like they're kind of muted in the way that they're done which is so beautiful to me because it really lets the buttons and stuff shine there's just like something a little bit off about it and then my mom and I are talking like what makes it funny is like the tailoring like there's humor in the tailoring and when my mom said that it blew my mind Mm -hmm. Um, because like the lapel is so huge and then the shoes and the feet look so tiny Mm -hmm. like and then like the hip is large and the hands are tiny like there's like exaggerated proportions that are just comical in the way that they're done. And then like the giant unibrow, like it's really silly. And like, there's something about widow that's like, she doesn't take herself seriously. Like Uh in that way, like she knows that, okay. She takes herself very seriously in the competition aspect when Mm -hmm. she was like, Oh, I love to know bitches weaknesses. It's like, okay, girl. But in her silhouette, in her drag, like there's just so much room to play and to be experimental. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think it's so innovative. I mean, obviously, I can see why people are like, this is hideous, but that's what I love about it. Yeah. Like, there's something that's just so wrong that it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would wear this, and I would, would have the best this. time in the world. I would wear oh. it. I'd wear it to school. I don't even care. It's my birthday. I want to wear this look, like, oh by far. Um, yeah, so I, I just, like, could gush about it. Um, I also just like, it was so funny when she took the hat off and you just saw her little head amongst yeah. these gyro bows and then the big unibrow. Um, I just think like, imagine someone wearing this on season two of Drag Race. Like, mm-hmm. what would they even say to her? And so like, just the way that the show has evolved with the, their space for stuff like this, mm-hmm. which is just wild. 
key. Like, it's beautiful to me. And like, really the genderless, like nature of it, where it's just kind of this crazy being um, is stunning. I love it. Very good. I'm going to assume that's a toot. Toot. Top toot of the week. Oh, you're already calling it top toot of the week. Yes. I thought about it for a long time because I knew you were going to ask me. Yeah. But do you, yeah, we usually say that for the end. It's fine. I mean, I, I didn't know. I mean, if you're if you're dropping the anvil now, you might as well do it. Okay, very good. Yeah. All right, next. Spinning in is Crystal Method. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us about this look here, uh, Haley. My sweet baby, Crystal Method. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm a Crystal Method apologist. She does yeah. nothing wrong ever. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's wearing a... <clears throat> Um, it's not quite a baby doll because it's not fitted on the bust, um, but we'll say it's a baby doll because that's kind of what's going for um, a pink and red satin baby doll gown mm-hmm. um, with no bust line or waistline or anything like that. It's short. Um, it has a large bow in the front, a large bow in the hair, and she has a tall um, pink glove and mm-hmm. a little booty. Like what, shoe. What were your thoughts? Because the, the 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 colors don't really go together, right? They're like a little. It's a, it's it's a little much. But people, you, there's a thought behind it. Tell us about this, Haley. What were your thoughts on this? Right. I think people like the more we see Crystal, the more I think people are going to get a hang of her aesthetic. Like I feel like she picked those colors because they don't go together. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love pink and red together because the relationship is so strange. Um, and so I kind of feel like Crystal is making choices that are like intentionally off putting. Yeah. So that's what I loved about um, the color scheme. And like, you remember like Alaska and all stars Two? She had that big in the first episode, that big pink gown and then the big long red nail. And everyone was like, Oh, if you just had a different nail, but it's like, no, it's Alaska, you know, yeah. like she's like kind of breaking the rules and like doing things that are intentionally off putting. And mm-hmm. so I feel like Crystal is living in that spirit. Uh, Tudor boot there, uh, Haley. Um, I think I think it's a two controversial, controversial, contrary to popular opinion. I say it's a two um, because, you know, it looks like a doll. And so I think she executed what she was probably going for. All right. Very good. Next down the runway, we're going to have speaking of a doll. We're going to have Nikki doll come on here. Uh, Your thoughts. Well, let's let's, just look at it first. What were your thoughts here on Nikki doll? Okay. Um, I think this is beautiful. Okay. I mean, I feel like we're going to get that with Nikki every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has sort of this deconstructed gown. She's obviously channeling Cinderella. She's doing Disney in a very different way than what Jackie was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also very different than Rockham's, who was also referencing a movie. Um, Nikki's kind of elevated this um, fantasy idea mm-hmm. into something that's really couture and high fashion. So she has this deconstructed nude gown that looks like pattern pieces put together. Mm-hmm. And then she has um, this big, uh, big blue bow on her shoulder and around her waist. Mm-hmm. She has elaborate jewels. And then her hair is very um, uh, put together in this button shape. But it's also kind of like still loose and soft around the face. Uh-huh. So it looks very like, quickly done. And then she has her little mouse friend and her um, knitting needle in the okay. or sewing pin in the center all right what were your thoughts here on this um i think almost everything about it is really beautiful um we saw like valentina tried to do a deconstructed look and i feel like this one is more successful because um it's still flattering to the shape but you kind of you know pull back the veil behind nikki's flawless beauty Mm -hmm. so i like the story in that aspect um, I feel like the bow is where we kind of go off the rails. It's just like not quite placed in the right place for me. Like it's kind of covering up this really interesting dress and it doesn't like quite hit her waist or her bust in a flattering way. Maybe if it was like higher on the shoulder and then lower on the bust, like more towards her waist, it could be successful. Yeah. But I mean, she, she looks beautiful and everything. All right. Is she petting a mouse there? Is that what it is? I think so. I don't. What, what, it's not a real mouse. Oh. Uh, is it we'll supposed to be like a Cinderella type? Because he has the Cinderella yeah. colors. Um, yeah, I think it's a Cinderella look. Because it's okay. blue and yeah. it's blonde. Yeah. Okay, uh, very good. Let's move on now. To, I'm assuming that's a toot. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Next, we yeah. have uh, Aiden Zane uh, coming down the runway. Tell us what you think here, Haley Sklans. Okay, this was underwhelming. 
obviously, she's referencing um, Harajuku kawaii culture in the way that they do lots and lots of accessories. Like a lot of um, Harajuku girls have like mm-hmm. all these kind of hair clips in their hair like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the silhouette of the structure of the base garment was a smart choice. Um, this kind of 60s silhouette. I just think um, it was not enough for the runway. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, why not? Okay, all the stuff in the hair, why not bring that to the entire gown? Like, why not have a bunch of bunch of bows around the collar and a bunch of buttons around the bottom and something on the wrists or some bracelet or a bag? Like, it's just not enough. I mean, I would wear this as a day look and it, I, no one would look at me any different because I mostly wear stuff like that now. But I think, like, it didn't have the a wow factor that any of the other looks did. But, like, it's a good concept. Like, I see what she was referencing, that it's Harajuku, like, um, young Japanese fashion. But, um, yeah, I feel like it really falls flat. You know, look, I didn't like it. I didn't hate it as much as I hated Jackie Cox's outfit. But uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, it made me feel sorry for her. It looked like when, you know... <laughs> If there's like a a poor kid on like a on like a scholarship at a rich school and they have like a dress that day and the poor kid this is what the poor kid showed up in, you know, yeah. um, it just it looks like oh you're the poor drag queen who doesn't have any money so this is what you bring to this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, Aiden has been doing a lot with very little, mm-hmm. but it kind of shows now that she doesn't quite have the resources that the other girls have. Obviously, she doesn't have Jan's elaborate voodoo doll look or yeah. any of the really crazy things that we know were made for the girls. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. It does make you feel a little sad. She doesn't have Jackie Cox's... Uh, uh, Party City costume. <laughs> neglected Brax candy uh yeah. outfit okay here we go uh next is who is this do you know who it is oh it's britta is it it's the last one i believe it's britta filter uh take us to town on the last look here Haley. okay britta filter is wearing a pink fitted gown off the shoulder sort of the cut mm-hmm. fitted around the waist with a peekaboo in the center that's attached with buttons she has buttons all down the sides and the bottom and up the sleeves and up the back and um, bows in her hair. She has this beautiful um, bouffant wig. I thought it looked like Jennifer Coolidge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really liked that. And then the shoes are also bowed out. She really had it. And there's like buttons that hang off the bottom. Um, I want to look at something here. I feel like there's there's some a little bit that I've learned here in uh, Drag Race. Where is that? Um, let me see. Is it this one? Ah. Trying to pro- oh maybe I know what it is. Okay, hold on here for a second. Okay, there we go. I'm gonna like look right here. I feel mm-hmm. like what I hear when I'm hearing the judges talk is that this is bad, right? This is not mm. good. Am I wrong? Um is it okay. a construction problem? Is it like I don't know if that's the best example. When I see one I'll I'll yeah. No, I mean, like, people in popular culture call that a fupa. No, no, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the actual. I'm talking about the. I'm not talking about her body. I'm talking. About, <laughs> I'm talking like look right here, like the, like the, the these wrinkles right here, the cut of yeah. the dress. That's when you asked me was it bad. I was like, well, I'm not fat phobic, so yeah, I don't. Yeah, think yeah, yeah. I wasn't talking about her body. I was talking about the way that the dress is like is like right. like clumping the not clumping but like wrinkles right there. Right? Yeah, the way. Thank you. It's gathering. The way it gathers, like where these arrows are, is that have to yeah. do with the cut of the dress, or yeah? Um... Um, my mom and I talked about this. It's probably the fabric. Okay. Um, it's like a satin. It's like an acetate satin. I think my mm-hmm. mom had described it. So it's kind of a cheaper fabric. I think she has the same thing that Jackie does, where it's you know you can make an elaborate garment, but you're gonna have to compromise on the price and yeah. so use a cheap fabric. Yeah, it looks like a cheap fabric. That's what it is. You're right. Uh, all right. So what were your thoughts on this, uh, Haley? Um, I think it's beautiful. I mean, Britta, it could not fade more into the background to me. Um, the only time I thought she was funny is when you were doing an impression of her. But <laughs> um, I think that it's well fit. She looks like Jennifer Coolidge in Cinderella Story, which I loved. I, mm-hmm. I already said that. Um, I think like the attention to detail is really beautiful. And she's kind of doing what Aiden didn't, which was covering every single part that you can with Mm -hmm. details. And uh, like, if Aiden had this much attention to detail, I think um, it would come together. Obviously Aiden made that look and Britta did not make this look. Mm -hmm. Um, But Britta knows her body. 
Like mm-hmm. she really does. I mean, she puts like the beautiful silhouettes. She knows exactly what to do with her neckline and her hair. Mm-hmm. She's a really polished queen and she looks beautiful. I want that wig really bad. What do you call like a hot dog? The way Jennifer Coolidge wants a hot dog real bad. Let me ask you this. What do you, <laughs> what do you call this thing right here where the buttons are connecting the lower part of the dress to the upper part? I don't think I've ever seen that before. Right. It's like a peekaboo um, or a cutout. I would call it like a cutout. But um, is, are they really only connected by the buttons? There must be some sort of trick there, right? It looks I, like there's some ribbon in between the buttonholes. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. Uh-huh, I see um, it. What, like, look, look, like, look right here. Yeah, you can see it right there. Yeah. And like Jan had those cutaways in mm. um, her voodoo look where she had the um, crossed yarn in between. Yeah. So just a little way to like show some skin and um, cut into the um, fabric in a to break up the monotony. All right. Okay. Very good. Uh, and we'll Tudor boot. Two. All right. Um. All right. So okay. Now you already tipped your hand here, but I think you're saying that the top two of the week is the widow von Du. Um, <laughs> The Widow Von Tudor of the Week. And uh, <laughs> any other final thoughts on this runway look, Haley? Right. Um, to me, my bottom is Aiden. He was mine too um, for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure people, a lot of people said that. Um, my boot of the week is Aiden. Because like they made this argument in the chat room, and I have made this argument before to my mom, um, who's the third character on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um I think that at least Jackie had a lot of ideas and she was really swinging for the fences, whereas Aiden was so pulled back, it just wasn't enough. So I'd rather see someone like fail brilliantly mm-hmm. than just kind of peter out. Yeah. So that's why I feel like Jackie's was, even though it was nauseating, it was um, a little more to think about and digest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, Joe, what was your top toot of the week? It sounds so basic and so Taylor of the Latte Boy. I think Gigi Good's outfit might be my top pit of the week. It was beautiful. No, it didn't knock me out of the chair like Taylor or anything like that. I was like, oh, that's a nice outfit. You know? Yeah. I actually, to be honest with you, wasn't a big fan of this runway in general. Um, Yeah. I I think I've seen better runways. So, like, that was a top two of the week. And Jackie Cox's might be so far the top, I mean, the bottom, no, wait, the top boot would you have a top boot of the week or it was the yeah. worst it's what's been the worst look of the season so far i'm not gonna lie i hate <laughs> I so agree. it's the bootiest it's boot top. it's the bootiest boot of the booty boot um okay yep. Haley. here's what we're gonna do now we are going to now throw to one laurie Roggenkamp, which is now she's gonna oh. do yep yep i don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> it's gonna be crazy but laurie and i are gonna talk about the sketches all right, so I am here with Lori Roggenkamp, and uh, yeah. Lori, hello. Are you ready to? What we're gonna do? Just I know I've already said this in the intro, but we're gonna look at each of the sketch. Well, we're gonna listen to each of the sketches. You guys have to just imagine uh, the vi- the visuals here. I'll, I'll play by play anything that you know is is a strong visual. But uh, uh, we're gonna we we are here with Lori. Do you want to share your experience with the audience as a, a Los Angeles? Improv and sketch legend. <laughs> so I will say I I primarily am more long form improv based. I have I know a little bit about short form improv, and I now, feel like what are the, the differences? What is short form improv? What's long form improv? So short form, it's really just um, the information given. So short form improv, there's more information given. So for example, if Joe and I were on stage, we would we would come out and we would and usually it's it's a game like this. This is actually world's worst is a short form game. Mm-hmm. It's world's worst, and then um, you essentially just say this is the world's worst, and then you get an occupation. So somebody you would somebody would shout out and say doctor, mm-hmm. and then you would have people come up and do a one line thing that showcases that they're the world's worst doctor. So, um, you know, you could have a doctor come up and say like, um, Ooh, your blood tastes salty, you know, like, and then that shows that they're like the world's worst, you know, doctor. And so, and then you would have that and then you would, and then you would go around and then say, okay, can we get another occupation? And be like a prostitute world's worst prostitute. And you could be like, you know, $500 for hugging $3,000 for sleeping together. End of list. Um, and so, um, 
you know, that those kinds of things. So, and, or you could do like, it's a lot like whose line is in anyway, where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, these two people, they are uh, married and um, they have both have secrets that they're going to, uh, um, you know, convey at the, at some point during the scene, um, during this dinner party, what, what is their secrets? And then somebody would shout out and say like, Oh, she's really, she's sexually attracted to cheese. And then the other person might say like, Oh, he secretly wants to be a horse, you know? And then they would just sort of like, Go from there. Long form improv, <clears throat> the information given is really just a word. Uh, so you you base a whole show off of that. Rather, as far as like the show with short form improv, you might have a, a 30 minute show, have like four or five games. A long form improv, you give a word or a phrase or a piece of information and then the then the the team will construct a whole show based off that information. Mm-hmm. So like for example, you might come. Somebody might come out and say, "What's your favorite? Uh, what's a lyric from your favorite song?" So somebody could say, "Like, uh, diva is a female version of a hustler," and then uh, the show will then that will be the whole the driving force behind this thirty minute show. Mm-hmm. All right, and so then you're saying that this world's worst thing that they did this is short form improv. Well, it is a mashup. So basically. What they did is they took a short form game mm-hmm. and then they made it even more short form mm-hmm. because they took a short form. World's Worst is a short form game, but they took it and they made it even more and they just made it like generically, you're the worst. So whatever you do, you're the worst at. Mm-hmm. So then, and then in, in that, they kind of created the char- these characters in the game. So they pretty much. Um, did what Second City does a lot of times and what Groundlings does too, where um, it reminds me of like the first steps to writing a sketch. Cause what mm-hmm. you do is you take, when you take a sketch, you would say like, let's say the, um, the, the, the three people, one brain, mm-hmm. you say, Oh, okay. These are three people who have one brain. So they talk all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you say, Oh, okay. That's a funny idea. What are the words that we would say in a sketch? How would we get that across? Mm-hmm. Why don't you guys just get on stage and improvise what you would say, and then the director would throw some stuff at you and see how you react. And then maybe something, if something gets a laugh, you write it down and then you sort of go from there and you try and figure it, figure out how to do it. And that's sort of like improvising through sketch. So that's Mm -hmm. sort of what they did more than anything, because it was like, they sort of took the beats of a sketch and they just wrote that down. And then the character, uh, they essentially gave them their characters and then they just had to improvise just the lines, the responses that they gave. So. I was making the point on the show that, and my I don't know anything about improv and sketch, anything. But I was saying, based on just what I know about just doing things, it seems like this, if, especially if you're not experienced at improv or sketch at all, like these people weren't, that this would be very difficult because the concept is they have to be the best at being the worst. Does that make sense? And it's yes. sick that you're not even comfortable with... um improv or sketch and then you have to go in there and do sort of like this weird concept so i could see it I mean, do you agree with that or i agree i think that i think it's no da- it's no um uh i forgot the phrase but it's no there i think it, it shows that the people who did the teams that did really well are the ones that had people who know of improv or who were good who were who understood at least some forms of improv okay. and understood how how improv worked the the team that i thought did the best was the team where the guy was like even telling the co- kind of coaching them in the beginning um there's also an issue there's also a thing in, in improv where it's it's played at the height of your intelligence mm-hmm. so a lot of times um people try and play dumb for dumb's sake where when you if you're actually ignorant you think that you're highly intelligent mm-hmm. but what you're saying just comes off as stupid mm-hmm. so you it, you know it's sort of like i mean look at trump trump thinks he's the smartest person in the world yeah. but he's actually an idiot mm-hmm. but he doesn't play he's not playing an idiot he's playing the smartest person in the world yeah. you know so um for example i feel like widow's character to me even though it was it was I think it was a little. I well, think let, it let, actually gonna, did more harm than good. We're gonna okay. jump through this so you can do it. So the first one up, I okay. believe, welcome to World is it's um, audition week and the, the Del Rio Trio. They can make the cut for a coveted ticket to West Hollywood. Go. Good luck. Let's meet some of them. 
So Carson just shocked the Del Rio party. I gave you a bit of a start. Now, are you guys triplets? Identical. Can you believe it? We were born in 1939, and we are the best three-part harmony singers and instrumentalists. Beautiful news. We've been inspired by... Now, Gigi Good is already shaken. She's so shaken by Carson surprising them. So she's getting ready for her big death scene. I um, saw many do you want to comment trio, on this, Laurie? Or? Um, yeah, I think that the, these people did a very good job. But I will say, look, I tried to take a picture of the packet that they gave. And, I mean, they pretty much tried as, as much as they could to to set them up without a you know set them up for success now some some sketches you could say like were i think the fault really was in the sketch and not necessarily the performer and i think this one was the sketch was the sketch was a good idea the characters were good and the people who performed it also had an improviser who was like yeah like they even they even showed them walking around and getting into their bodies and that's something you have to do when you're a kid when you're working on a character is you're trying to figure out okay like is my character is my character walk really tall and like kind of stick their gut out or does my car character kind of bounce when they walk and if they're an older person do they sort of like walk really slow like they almost like they you know they're kind of unsteady or mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff so i think that they you could tell that they sort of took the time uh-huh. to lo- to like figure out almost their characteristics somewhat. Now, you know, it's not to me, it wasn't the most hilarious thing in the world, but for what they were given. And also I think the fact that, you know, with this show, one of the things that's frustrating is that you also have Ross and, and uh, Carson and Charo for some reason, <laughs> yeah, uh, trying to steal the limelight. And it's like, if you want to put a straight man in there, that's great, but don't put a straight, don't make Charo the straight man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's my, that wasn't, that's my two cents. So I think that they were kind of dealing, they were, they weren't necessarily helping as they were hurting. All so right. let's continue here. We're just sitting. So now Gigi Good is sister. dead, and, and you're okay with Gigi Good being dead? Well, that's the that's the part of the sh- of the packet is that uh, right before uh, right before you enter the world of wonder worst world auditions, one of the sisters is going to die, but the show must go on. Oh, so this this was instructed to them. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Didn't know that, Laurie. Yeah, that's because I, I went back and took a tried to take fo- a lot of them. I couldn't read because they just kind of do it really quickly. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, th- it's cut off. But it says one of them's going to die, um, and then they say that they perform with her around kind of like a weekend at Bernie scenario. Oh, so they didn't make up a lot of this. This is this was no. Made, oh, interesting. The only thing they made up was their responses to what they were being asked. Okay, that's the, really the only thing they made up. Oh, interesting. The scenarios were given to them. Oh. Mother has arrived. You know we're looking for the worst. Oh. Are you the worst? Yes, that's why we're here. Which now I'm going to forgive them a lot. I'm actually going to forgive them because I thought this this being dead thing was so dumb. And I, and I felt like that why did Gigi Good get like a pass? Because I thought they had made up that she died. No, yeah, she she lived. Very lovely, sister. The one in the middle makes me look animated. Here we go. We play instruments. But you don't know if they told him to, like, wrap them with tape. I think that's, uh, no, it didn't Diana. say in the thing. Like I said, I it was state. It, it's obviously two pa- at least two pages. Okay. So it may have said that they play instruments with her and something. Like it does say they play the Del Rio trio triplets. What's your talent? They sing songs and they play instruments. Okay. This time, five, six, Oh my god, Heidi's a breakout performer and she seems ready to show everyone. So you're saying that the only thing that they made up was was when they get asked questions by Ross, so right here. Yeah. I'm wondering, Charo, if you could teach the Del Rio trio how to coochie coochie. Oh, definitely. Okay, now, wait. But then this is Charo doing a bit. They're not really. 
what? Yeah. So they're throwing stuff at them. But what I'm saying is, is like the only thing that's that is uh, the words that they are saying are is improvised. But the word, but it's it's based off of the information they gave. So, for example, if I give you a a a, a, a character who like you know every single time you hear my voice you want to throw up, if I keep asking you questions, you know, like you would you like you would react a certain way, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. You would, and so I think that that. That's kind of what they're doing with this improv thing. Is they're giving them these well and these these well written out characters, but they're sort of going like, "All right, you got now improvise your line." The lines, actual lines they say are improvised, but they're funneled through the information given. Oh, okay, very good. All right, so let's go. Let's move on to the next one. The next one, God, I still did. You get a chance to look at the script because it made no sense to me. What's the next one? The the squirrel friends or whatever from camp. Okay, so this one. We're the squirrel camp. Not a great start. No, the squirrel one I couldn't. Oh, here we go. I did. The team is made up of three squirrel scouts. Squirrel scouts. They're in their late twenties. Isolated and living on their own since they were left by their parents at a scout meeting when they were 10. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Did they mention the bus We stop? are good at selling. We're good at activity, act, uh, achieving things, and taking charge. Okay. So there's, the, there's three squ- uh, squirrels. There's the... I'm the smart one. I'm the sexy one. I'm the drunk one. Hiccup. So, but I will say also one of the things that this really showed me was that I feel like her, uh, uh, rock, rockus. What, what's her, what's the drag queen's name? Rocka. Rockem Sakura. Rockem Sakura. That's a different sketch. I know, but I'm saying like, she didn't really have a choice to, as to where she went, even though they made it seem like she did, because that was the only one where there was, there were, there was a, a fourth, uh, uh, person. Well, don't you think they just gave that sketch to whoever? Oh, well, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this one, I feel like this one was, I felt like the, uh, they, um, they did okay, but I feel like honestly, I think uh, Widow. I think even though people were applauding her character, I think her character did more harm than good. Oh, why? Is because that? because she kind of took this. She took the stage, and she took over. Improv is about le- giving your scene partners gifts. Okay, it's all about making your scene partner look good, mm-hmm. and. It's that's why there's a yes and because you don't want to say no to your scene partner. You want to add add information. You want to say yes to what they're saying and add information. Yeah. And with Widow, all she was doing was just staying in her lane and just doing her character as loud as she could. And it didn't really give room for the other two to do anything really. Mm-hmm. And also, one of the things when you're drunk, when you're like a when you're really drunk, you are trying to show that you are not drunk. Okay. You are trying really hard to act not drunk. And so a lot of times you can see like a, a lay person when they're trying when they think, Oh, I'll play the drunk one because the drunk one's loud and boisterous. No, the drunk one's actually trying very hard to act not drunk and it just keeps coming out in different ways. And that's where the humor is. And so I think if she had played it like to the height of her intelligence then she could have allowed for funny funny interactions with her partners and then that that as a team they could have moved on but i don't i think that she kind of just was in it for herself so all right wow though that's the squirrel friends one now the next one we're gonna have is the one you were talking about with rock and sakura that's the one where it's the the fruit right yeah this one was just I felt like was destined to not be a good one cuz it just the idea itself was ha- was hard to swallow. Uh-huh. But Bo- both figuratively and literally. Um <clears throat> but It's a bunch of We are Okay, latest practice is topic. 1 2 3. The fruity patootie. <laughs> Hello America. My name is Big 
great. Are you waiting for something? Oh, I thought you were. I thought you wanted to. Oh them. no, just I was just. I am orange and I'm as so, sweet as a clementine and just. What did you want to say about this? Oh, so um, so broccoli in the in the paperwork it says she's coming to the audition to expose the fruity patooties as fakes. She oh. operates separate from the other three, but is always hovering around them until the something in in the interruption. The bad apple is the former member of the Fruity Patooties was kicked out and replaced by Broccoli. Oh, sorry, wait. That so sorry, I, I messed up. So bad apple is actually was replaced by, and so her character is the same. Broccoli is the newest member of the group and is a uh, is a vegetable who's also an ally. Okay. So, so that she actually, so the the one who played her was actually messed up her lines because she was supposed to say, "I'm a Brock broccoli ally." Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I feel like this was a little hard to deal with because um, it doesn't say in the notes. Um. But I can't really read it all that well. Detective work because this one was hard to get. But it it doesn't. I couldn't see in the notes if they actually said, "Oh, the 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 reason why you're coming forward is because they're straight." I just felt like that if that was written down, that was an unnecessary ad addition. Um, and I feel like it really hurt them because it it's sort of like it's hard to make them say oh you have to play lgbt characters but you're also not gay yeah that's hard and yeah yeah so it's like whoever made that decision it doesn't i don't know i'm i mean i can't imagine that they would say that but maybe they did but the, i think that was what really hurt them because it's it's a hard thing to play um you know and also i feel like this one out of all of them had the least want and in improv there's always a you, your character always has a want or a need and i felt like there wasn't really a want or a need in this one as far as like other than the bad apple to to showcase them and say that they were frauds mm-hmm. but the the fruit itself didn't really have a want or a need yeah so. huh interesting learning so much Laurie. now the right now at this moment the fruits are fighting yeah and I think that, um, you know, I think they tried their best. Look, here's the thing. You are getting people... I- improv is a terrifying thing because it's just essentially saying, hey, do say something out loud and then see if you get a laugh. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a very, it's a very, it can be very terrifying to, to try to like, and it's also something that takes a lot of confidence. So I applaud all of them for trying it. And I think that, that these actors, I don't think that they, I think they tried their best and I think that they, um, you know, they just, they didn't have, they don't have the training, obviously. And I think they did a, a, a good job for what they had. But I think that, I don't think that this was a sketch that, first off, I don't think that this was a sketch that was good to begin with. And I don't think that this was a sketch that, um, you know, that, that I think that the funnier part was the, the costumes. And if you just have a funny costume, that doesn't make a character. Yeah. So... Um, you know, I think I think they needed. They unfortunately lacked what almost every other everybody else had, which is they needed somebody on the team who knew improv and and, and could help them get into a a fun character. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, let's move on now to Three Girls One Brain. Uh, that's with uh, Aiden, Sherry Pie, and uh, Britta Filter. Yes. So, tell me what your thoughts were on this one. So this is an improv. This is an improv warm-up game, where you just say the word. You say words together, and you try and form uh, a cohesive mind. Okay. And so the, it's funny to me that Michelle Visage thought this was really funny because it's like the most basic thing that you can do in improv, and it's something that she found hilarious. But wh- and it's like, oh my god! Can gosh. I interrupt you? Because didn't okay. So let's talk about the rehearsal then. In this case, where it's. Britta and now I don't. Did we able to see the notes for this or no? Yes. Okay. And what did the notes say for this before I before I open my big fat mouth and put my foot in it? Oh no! Wait. Sorry. I, I thought you meant like the judging. No, I, they didn't show. I couldn't get the notes on. Oh, this okay. One. 
Because Britta and Sherry, if you remember, they were getting they're getting they have tension with Aiden because yes. they want to rehearse what they're going to say. And Aiden's actually trying to like I don't know if she's trying to go off book, she's having trouble. But isn't the point of the game to work as a cohesive mind language? Like they're defeating the point of the whole thing by rehearsing the like writing lines. Am I wrong here? <laughs> Well, it, it, yes and no. I don't. Um, I, I don't know what if they had to have specific answers, but yeah, that that's the point is to have a cohesive mind and to have. I think they wanted to may, maybe um, to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they just wanted to practice doing it just so they could see how you know. Because I did think they got a good flow where they would all you know. It's all about eye contact and taking a breath and over enunciating so that way the person knows what to you know where to go and stuff like that. Um, so maybe they just wanted to practice doing that. Yeah, but, but no, I'm looking at it right now, and Britta and Sherry are not looking at and They're just looking straight ahead. Aiden's looking at them. But they're, yeah. they're not looking at the, uh, each other. Yeah, well, I think that maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, I think Aiden, I thought Aiden did a good job on this. Mm-hmm. I thought Aiden did, you know, and also, I think I agree with her. I think she picked two people that are very um, dynamic and 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 obviously can be funny. And I think she sort of just you know did did what she needed to do to mm-hmm. to pass the muster. And mm-hmm. I um, I love how the the two two uh, Sherry Pie tried to gaslight her into thinking that she didn't do a good job. And it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, Sherry Pie, thank you, yeah. bye bye. Um, but yeah, no, I think. Look, this is an improv. This is an improv warm up that they tried to make into a game, mm-hmm. and it's. I I think it could have gone terribly if it was in the wrong hands because it it to me it's not necessarily entertaining to watch people try and say the same words together, mm-hmm. but I think because they also had their weird characters, I think they were able to make it a little bit funny, and so I applaud them for that. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there we go. That's where that, those were the thoughts of uh, sketch and improv comedy legend Lori Roggenkamp. Lori, thank you so much for doing this with us today. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm very happy to say you are the world's worst. Oh. <laughs>